Hey love, and welcome to the Love Niche Podcast. I'm your host, Niche. It is a billion podcast to listen to, and the universe guided you right here to this one. Hey loves, and welcome to another episode of the Love Niche Podcast. I hope you love the new intro. Let's go. It's so funny because my best friend... I have just been out the loop for how long I've been gone. Okay. So I have been out the loop. Um, I haven't really been listening to movies, looking at TV, anything. Like, I'm just so behind on everything. My best friend, we had went uh, for drinks. And this song came on and she was, let's go. No, I think she texted to me before. And we went down. She was, work for word, let's go. And then my birthday just passed. Shout out to the Libras. Woo! The best to ever do it. It's the Libra game. And um, all my family came over. We had dinner, took pictures and stuff. And um, my brother and my sister, they were like, let's go. I was like, that's not for me. Let's go. I was like, oh, that's that song. That song has so much energy. I am here for it. So one thing I learned along the journey is, no, we are not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. And that means we have to balance. So... I love my little ratchet side and I love my little spiritual side and we're going to mingle them two together so we can get the hell up out of this matrix. Okay, that's where I'm at. So I want to go over a couple of things with you guys. I am a realtor, like real deal in these realtor streets. Um, And I wanted to share like everything on my journey. I'm in the process of getting a home as well. I want to help my sister. My sister already said I'm her relative. My other sister said I can help her. So it's like, I want to help everybody. It seems like every industry I go in, collections, I learned the tricks about that. They will settle up to 60%. Um, Grocery stores, they be putting the fresh stuff in the back. Um, Retail, they uh, always going to put that shit on clearance. So you might as well wait. Um, I haven't worked in the food industry, you guys. Daycare. Be careful where you put them kids because some people are there for a check and some people really love your kids. Um, be careful of the food that they feed them and some of them be putting their hands on them babies. Um, security was real chill. It's literally like eyes and ears until the police show up. That was like a real chill job. Um, what else did I do? Sales. Um, you can always put yourself on the do not call list and say no three times. They will make a sales rep offer you something like three times. So just say no, no, no. And, you know, let them go on about that day. They literally are just doing their job. Um, at the IRS. Oh my God. Y'all already know how I feel about that. It's not what you know. It's who you know. There are laws. There are write-offs. There are things that you could do. One person may go to the strip club and spend money. And that's that. Another person may say they're having a business meeting at the strip club and write that shit off. So it's like we all are living in this world, but everyone's playing by different rules. So if you do not know the rules, pay. You got to pay to play. Pay someone that knows and play this motherfucking game because I have seen billionaires pay zero. And I have seen middle class people who are struggling like myself have to pay and i was sick of that so this is it's like the more i learn the more disgusting i'm get i get now in the realty world when it comes to mortgages and things there are things that people are not aware of uh for example your realtor can choose to pay for your insurance 
That is a choice. That's what I'm going to do for my clients. Um, your realtor could really go to bat for you to say, oh, my client can put this money down or my client needs a uh, zero down payment. Some people walk away from that closing table with a check. Those are the realtors that are busting their ass for the people. And I want to be one of those realtors. Like, I want to help my people. I can't wait for tiny homes to hit the scene. But I did hear today that owning a home is really a liability. Someone said it is a liability, not an asset. And they said the reason it's a liability and not an asset is because assets pay you. And although you get different credit and stuff with homes, which I agree with, he had a point. He said that he he has uh, rental properties. That is my goal to have home ownership and to have rental properties. So I'm going to be on the freaking asset side of things. Um, and I really think everyone should. Like I saw a quote that was like, if you have one home, great, um, get another one. If you have two, great, get another. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like this is literally... Um, what we're supposed to be doing so if you look at the top industries for becoming millionaires or making money real estate is there uh you do not have to be a realtor to get in the flip game and different things like that it's just the route that i chose and i'm only beginning my second step for the first quarter of next year is to start my mlo class mortgage loan originator and i want to learn the ins and outs and behind the scene of a mortgage loan originator so it's so funny um that today's podcast we're going to be talking to talking to miss cassandra Dorseville, and she is going to give us the home buyer's process from the lender's point of view. So I have missed you guys. It's been so long. How are you doing? Are you taking your mental health seriously? Um, have you grown? Are you still doing the things that you were doing last year? As you look back over your life, have you seen changes? Um, if not every quarter, every year, like, are you no longer doing things? Um, that used to excite you? Are you growing? Are you evolving? Be careful of the people that you surround yourself with. If you are in a room full of millionaires, you'll be the next millionaire. If you're in a room full of scammers, guess what? You're going to be the next scammer. So be very careful of your surroundings. I used to think for the longest, oh, that's not going to rub off. That's not me. Um, and that may very well be true. But some people can judge you by the company that you keep. So be very, very careful. And sometimes you may not know the ins and outs of the company that you keep. That's scary. That's dangerous. That's a no-no. So those are just a couple of things that I have learned. Um, you guys are doing really well on the podcast. I just want to go over some of those things with you guys. So you are really loving the King's Affirmation. Um, that has about 245 plays. Alchemist is still number one with 994 plays. And then we have Sugar Babies, Seeking Arrangement, Patreons, and OnlyFans. That was 234. We have The Message to the Millennials by Brother Reza Islam at 175. The 50 Universal Laws, The 42 Laws of Mayats, 10 Commandments is at 164. So I have a well-rounded group. We go from Sugar Babies to Alchemist to King's Affirmation to Brother Reza. I love it. I love it here. Um... Our demographics are a uh, United States is 87%. We have 1% for Canada. Canada. Shout out to Canada. Hey, y'all. We have 1% for India. I can't believe it. Hey, India. We have 1% for the United Kingdom. Hey, United Kingdom. Let me give you guys. I have been practicing my Brit British accent. What did I used to say? Um, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> and something else that I say. Good day, mate. Good day, matey. 
Um, it's something else I used to say. Oh, I forgot. Um, oh, I forgot. I think I did pretty good, though. And then the other ones, we were pretty low. It's not at 1% yet, like Germany. So, hey, to all my listeners near and far. Okay, so we talked about that. So we talked about that. Um, so let me go back to the King's affirmation. I have three episodes, you guys. Y'all done skipped number two and went number three. We have 245 plays for one, 34 plays for two, and 117 for three. What? Are you guys not going in order? What is going on here? What is going on here? So I cannot wait to get back into these podcast streets and just talk about different things that I'm learning. Again, I'm learning to balance both worlds spiritual world and earth the world together i'm either on one end or the other i'm either in the streets <laughs> in a hot ass mess or in the clouds kumbaya ass so i'm trying to you know balance the two uh let's see oh i also started notary so i'm excited to do that i got my notary bag together for my birthday i got my pens my highlighter and stuff so i can't wait to sign up for those classes and get that going so the more i learn there you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna come back i'm gonna share with you guys so um i think i'm gonna try to get video up i was trying to get video up before but one of these apps that you can screen record on your phone or on your laptop it's not ready yet for apple and it said that it would be ready in october i mean september but here we are in october and it still isn't ready so i probably have to like look on youtube and figure out like what app is everybody using to um make their videos because i could be showing y'all what i'm doing on the phone or the computer and then i can have the other camera facing me and i like that aspect um like simultaneously versus recording it and then going back and putting an overview i don't know just kind of how i want to do it so i am so excited about this um podcast because home ownership is so important i asked my parents i said uh how many years were you guys renting before you bought a home and they said six years you know they could have been halfway done with the house by then halfway done uh you can get a 15 mortgage or 30 most people do 30 they could still pay it off in 15 if they choose to and then others do 30 of course the longer the higher the apr um so you want to try to knock it out as fast as possible i do apologize y'all know i be up early doing my podcast it took me a minute to do that intro so i really hope y'all like it um so i saw a map it was saying years renting uh the total amount of payments and it was like people is literally have mortgages and they don't even know it uh somebody could be you know fresh out of college you know one two years that's fine figure things out you know shoot for you don't have to do a house if it's just you you can do a condo you really can buy a condo you can do a townhouse you could do a trailer you could do a tiny house you could do land you know Whatever your goals are, you don't have to get this big old house that it's just you. Or maybe you can. Maybe you can rent those rooms out and be a whole landlord. You get what I'm saying? Um, but we all work. We all pay bills. And it's like, uh, why are we paying someone else's mortgage? So I'm excited to like share with people. It's okay if your credit score isn't ready. 
<laughs> we have tricks and tips for that. You know what I mean? There's so many back doors. It's ridiculous. It's again, it's not what you know. It's not what you know. It's not what you know. It's who you know. It's who you know. You can have anything in this world. It's who you know. So if you need credit assistance, we can get you there. If you need down payment assistance, we can get you there. Um, you know, if you need to buy, sell, invest, if you want to turn your property into a rental property and you need property management assistance, we can help. Like no matter what your realty needs, I am your girl. I'm here. Um, that's what realtors or are for. So I'm just so excited. Like um, the moment I set up my page and I posted my best friend, Kenya, shout out Kenya. She was like, oh my God, sis, what is the home buying process? And she's already in the process of getting her home. I introduced her to Cassandra. Cassandra did what she needed to do. Um, we're going to work on her credit for just a little bit. And she's going to be in her home for holidays. Like People usually say, you know, don't promote to your family and friends. They don't support you. That is not true. My best friend was the first one. I was like, hey, you can be my realtor. You know, what? how do we do this thing? My sister told me straight up, like, you are my realtor. You know, she was like, hey, give me two months and I'm ready to go. But I was telling Miss Cassandra, hey, she might be ready now. So we're looking into that now. My other sister, same thing. Like, even if you don't, people are just, there's so many fears, like, fear is the devil we should not have fear you guys we are children of god if you're not gonna live here so what either rent that house out sell it and move why did that stop you from buying a home i can just go on and on and on but this particular episode is about the home buying process i'm gonna give you my tab bit cassandra's gonna give you hers um if you are free this saturday please 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 come visit me at the selfie showroom um let me make sure i say it right Selfie showroom. Lord, I got to go through all these pictures. Selfie showroom. I got so much. Oh, my God. Selfie showroom, selfie showroom, selfie showroom. I am so sorry, y'all. I need to clean up my phone. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Do you organize your pictures? I do. And when they're not, it's just like, it's a lot. It really is. I'm way back and I still don't see it. The selfie showroom. Saturday. How did I skip it? Let's go. Go, 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 go. Let's go. Hmm, let's see. Selfie show. Okay, I was moving too fast. So the Duval Selfie Fest, Saturday, October 22nd. It is from 12 p.m. to 5, 9433 Lim Turner Road in Jacksonville, Florida. Also, November 19th, we are collecting Thanksgiving baskets. It's called the Basket Brigade. You'll be feeding a family of six. The items that will go in the basket. Um, of course, you'll need to get, and I went to Dollar Tree, you guys, a laundry basket. You can put a baking pan in there, a $10 gift card. However, when I went to the store, they start at $20. They add a $5 fee, so you might as well say $25. 
um, can of corn, can of cranberries, box of stuffing, cornbread, mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, mushroom, cake, dessert, rice, um, or you can donate. There is a cash app, which is dollar sign L-R-R-J-A-X. So you can donate to a family. You can visit the website, which is www. Make sure I say it right. Basket Brigade, that's B-A-S-K-E-T-B-R-I-G-A-D-E-F-L.com. And on the website, you'll be able to register to either donate a basket, volunteer your time um, to assemble the baskets or to deliver the baskets. You can also nominate a family. You may need a basket. So, yeah. And then also we have Well Suited Wednesday, which is October 26th at the Iguana on Park, which is located on 3638 Park Street, Jacksonville, Florida, 32205. This is to support the Basket Brigade. Um, it is October 26th from 6 to 9. We want to give thanks by gifting a basket. You can sign up. There are sponsorships and vendor opportunities available. You can visit wellsuitedwednesdaysjacks.com. If you visit my Instagram, which is jjrillatrix, at jjrillatrix, I have flyers on there as well. You can also visit my... I didn't put that on there. I have to up the... I'm going to put these on my link tree. I didn't put those two on my link tree yet. But I have the flyers on my Instagram. Y'all, I had, I've been off of social media for two years. And it's realty world. You have to be on social media. So I have to go side back up for everything. And I'm so shy and so antisocial. And it's like, girl, you have to network. You have to talk to people. You have to be in these streets. And it's like, okay, God, I see. I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> You put things that I did not want to do in the same path of my career. Okay. Funny, 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 funny. But I'm so excited. I get to go view beautiful homes. I'll be able to assist families, not with just um, home ownerships, but leaving a legacy behind for their family. You don't buy a home just for you. It is building for your family. Do you know my parents bought this house when I was in second grade? Every time they changed the locks, they gave us the keys and we've all been back time and time again. And they will say, this is my home house. This is my house, but this will always be your home. Now, how many people can say that? How many people can't move back in if they needed to just because there's no space like where are you gonna go there's no space apartment gonna be like who's staying there how many you know what i mean might end up getting evicted or stuff but when you have a house you can it's your house you could do whatever the heck you want to do but speaking of i have noticed other communities they live together you'll see four or five cars parked in front of one house now how does that make sense Four to five cars. That means they're living together, especially in the Spanish community. They're living together. They're saving money. And sooner or later, everyone will have a home. They save. And I just remember my mom saying time and time again, you know, I will always move out. Move out, move, move back in. Move out, move back in. Move out, move back in. She would say, stay. Stay until you get married and you buy a house. No, I wanted to. You know how much money I literally wasted? money down the drain money is supposed to give back to you what did all of that money do it, did, it didn't even come back 
It's so many benefits for owning a home. You're leaving a legacy behind for your family. There's tax write-off benefits. You can turn it into another source of income. You can rent out rooms. You can turn it to Airbnb. You can rent it out. You can buy multiple. Do you know you can buy a quadplex? You can say that you're going to rent out three units. They will use those three units as a source of income, which means you will be approved. Like you don't have the money, but counting those three tenants, you will have the money, right? And you'll technically be living rent free. Like, why aren't they building those? They steady building these single family homes, but we need more quad. We need more quads, okay? Um, It's just... We're just used to working and I'm ready for a soft life. Um, If I'm going to work, I want to work hard and be paid harder. That's where I'm at now. And I also want a soft life. I want to put my money to work. I want my money to give back to me. It's time for us to stop being, we are the number one consumers. It's time to flip that around so that we can be the lenders and not the borrowers. So hopefully you guys will uh, have a lot of good information in this podcast, please Listen to me. Listen to Professor Jackson. Please grab your pens and notebooks <laughs> and get ready um, to take notes. Um, I have partnered with Miss Cassandra. So anyone that comes to me and interested in buying a home, I'm going to shoot them to her. She's going to do a qualification just to kind of see where you are. If you need credit repair, that is okay. It's not the end of the world. That's fine. She has a whole system set up in which you will get your credit exactly where it needs to be and we'll continue to move forward. So please do not let that scare you. Once she gets everything approved on her end, she gets a pre-approval letter, I'm ready to take you wherever you want to go to look at these homes. But I just want you to know that my heart is in it for you. I will pay for your insurance. And if you need down payment assistance and anything else that we bump into, I wanted to do my damnest to help you. Um, one thing that I learned in life and I was making a lot of money. It's not about the money to me. That did not fulfill me. Helping people is where I get joy. So my lane in life is to be of service to others. I've noticed if people like this lady, she's not good with internet. I did. I went into an open house. I recorded it to put it on my page because, hey, I'm looking for buyers too. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Can you do that for me? I'll pay you. I put that lady picture on there and put her logo on there. Like I had so much fun helping her. It wasn't even about the money. I was like, hey, can you just donate a basket to the basket brigade? It wasn't about money for me. She can tell her friend. Her friends can tell her friends. And next thing you know, I could be helping like the older generation. They don't be on the phone like that. But it's just something that I already am doing. I'm already on the phone. I, I love being creative. This whole Canva and, and making memes and TikTok is so freaking fun. It's just like <laughs> COVID was like destruction. And it's just so funny. Those TikToks and those memes just... It's, it's we're like big kids it's just making us youthful i just love it but i love being of service to people like how can i help you what can i do for you so that's where i find joy by being um helpful and in service so i thought for the longest it was the money but it's it's not um 
I mean, money does give you a lot of things, right? But if I'm, if I'm, if, if the way that I'm getting that money isn't also with the way that I, I love to service people, then it's not a good fit for me is what I'm trying to say. So this was a better lane. It's like, I, I will be able to get the money that I feel I deserve. It is, you know, hard work and I'm willing to put in that work, but I'm ultimately able to help people. So it's a win-win. So, oh my God, I'm so freaking excited. Whatever your dream is, please don't give up. I don't care how old you are. If you are 12, if you are 30, if you are 56 or 75, it does not matter. Do not give up on your goal. My dad always said, I'm here because God is not finished with me. The moment God is finished with me, I will no longer be here. And I believe that is so true. You don't slack, right? Because time is limited. We do be making mistakes and get off course and stuff. But I think we still learn no matter what path we take. But at the end of the day, we won't get out of here until we do what we're supposed to do. So... (laughs) Uh, you know eventually you'll you'll do it um but yeah just you know self-development growth therapy all that good stuff it'll get you on the right path so i'm gonna stop talking because you know i will talk forever we're gonna get into this podcast on the home buying process once again get your pens and paper i'm gonna start with the realtor side and then we're gonna go into the lender side and you know what i'm gonna probably keep this going and whoever else i meet in the uh realty sectors will just keep the podcast going and i have some spiritual things to um talk about too so we're gonna circle the block and we're gonna you know keep it going duality right for both paths the spiritual and the earthly realm so i miss you guys i hope you miss me too um i hope you are accomplishing goals growing evolving you know doing 24 24 i'm gonna look that up one second i haven't seen that number before Ooh, i've been getting a lot of messages y'all my angels have been talking my head off they have been introducing me to people telling me the other things about oh my god i ain't even finna tell y'all what that one said oh. um 24 24 i already got my confirmation y'all when i tell y'all y'all gonna flip out because i'm flipping out um Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 24 this number is a light on your path to a fulfilling life therefore stick to it and discover the full man that you need in this life that was 124 i'm trying to see if i can find a double 24 24 24 24 24 angel love is a strange emotion it is ever evolving lust is transient with time one realizes that love and togetherness are two different things very few people are lucky enough to experience the two emotions together mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. Let me see. 24. 24. 24. I have not seen that combination. Let me take the space out. 24, 24. Angel. Here it go. You may be going through a spiritual awakening. You are not alone. Your guardian angel now is an your guardian angels now is an ideal time for you to stop to start practicing what will bring you closer to the mind whether it's journaling or meditating daily or joining a group of like-minded individuals that's probably what i need to do 
Your angels want to see this part of yourself grow. Make healthy decisions about how best to care for yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. And your desires are sure to manifest during this time of beautiful transformation. You are supported and you are loved. The angels and assistant masters may be sending you 24-24 to let you know the good news and positive changes are on the way. And that you should be patient and have faith that good things are coming to you. 24-24 angel number in love is a sign that you'll meet the love of your life in the following months or even days you know what let me get off of here <laughs> all right i miss y'all i love y'all i hope y'all like the intro um it's this funny little uh tiktok that be like tell a friend to tell a friend i'm back that's what we at right now oh my gosh i just it's 224 on the timer right now what's up with this 24 all right i will catch you guys on the next episode bye Hey loves, my name is Jamisha Jackson, also known as JJ Realtrix, your lady Realtrix here in Jacksonville, Florida and the surrounding areas. I have accepted the challenge. I am the prize by Fancy Cash and we are on day number three where we are collaborating with someone in the industry. And since I am in the real estate industry, I am going to collaborate with someone that is in my field as well. Her name is Mrs. Cassandra Dorseville, and she is a pre-approval mortgage lender with Nexa. I am going to ask her a few questions, but first I wanted to go over a few steps of the home buying process from a realtor's point of view, and then I'll team tag her and she'll tell you the home buying process from a mortgage lender's point of view. So I'm going to go, go ahead and begin with step number one. So you want to determine what you can afford. Lenders do recommend that homes with a cost no more than three to five times your annual household income with at least 20% down payment. Now, remember, we have seen some people purchase homes with three or 3.5% and some with zero. So you definitely want to make sure you have some funds saved up. Some people recommend between 10 to 14,000 if you've been with your employer or you have a 401k you can borrow against the 401k and use that as a down payment <laughs> i actually took out my 401k and i'm like oh i could have you know saved that and used it as a down payment so don't make my mistake um number two you want to start saving so buying a home is very expensive it's one of the great expenses I want to say that you can make. This is an expense that's going to pay you back. This is an expense that you're going to give to your kids and your grandkids for generations to come. Um, most people buy one house and they're comfortable. I say if you have one, buy another. Turn it into a rental. If you have two, buy another. Shoot for the stars. Get a, <laughs> an apartment complex at this point. Um, real estate, property, homes. You know, you want to have... I think our community is used to being consumers. We need to switch from being consumers um, to investors. You want to have assets. You want to put your money to work so that you can relax and enjoy your family and enjoy your time and vacation and travel and all of this stuff. And the only way that you can do that, you have to work first. You have to buckle down and build up. So start saving. Buying a home is expensive. Now is the time to buckle down and start budgeting to save for a down payment. 
closing and moving costs associated with buying a new home. All right, so step number three of the home buying process, you wanna get pre-qualified. So if you need finances to get pre-approved and <laughs> more than not, you're gonna need finances. Um, if you need financing to get pre-approved by a lender or a bank, for approval, approval, the lender will need your W-2 pay stubs, your bank account statements, and a credit check. Now, the pre-approval, they will ask these questions and just going by word of mouth and, you know, what you're saying to be true. They can estimate what, you're, what you keep be pre-approved for. However, it's the pre-qualification um, that goes through underwriting that actually confirms that what you said is actually true backed by the facts and that's what the real estate I would use to go home shopping. There's nothing worse than going and looking at 10 beautiful houses that are way above your price range. Like how heartbreaking would that be? So once you have that pre-qualified letter from the lender, the realtor is happy, happy, happy. We are ready to find you your dream home for your family. So and if you, um, I just want to pause here for a moment. Some people are not ready to be pre-qualified and that's okay. Um, we have amazing, in the real estate industry, nothing is solo. Realtors need lenders, need appraisals, need home inspectors. There's so many people involved with the home purchase process. It's insane. So another partner that realtors use our credit repair there's millions of credit repair agencies out there you know pick your best there's some amazing people here in Jacksonville Florida that are doing their due diligence they are helping us you know they are fixing the credits getting them ready to buy and you know you know sending them our way getting ready for a home vice versa if they come to us and they're not quite ready we can send them that way to spruce up that credit to get them ready the higher the credit score, the better your interest rate is going to be. Um, and I will let Miss Cassandra kind of tap in on that because, you know, some people say, hey, you can have a lower credit score and still, you know, get a home. Um, so she's going to tag team and give us her tad bit on that since she's actually inside the lender side. So that was step three. We're going to move forward to step four. You want to find an agent. Ding, ding, ding. That would be me. So you want to find a real estate agent that can provide you with help for information on homes and the neighborhoods um, that's not easily accessible to the public. Now, I know because I've been on both sides. I've been outside of the realtor's world looking on realtors. Um, there's so many apps out there. Let me just name a few. Realtor.com. You got Zillow. You got Trulia. Um, if you're in the apartment industry, you're looking at rent.com. You're looking at apartments, etc. So those are out there for the public but since i've stepped over that line into realtor world the government has given us access we have access to the nitty-gritty information like we can see what homes have sold in the community uh we can you know be able to compare those homes and do comps for you to see what it's you know worth or what they're selling for you know etc so 
you definitely want to rely on your realtor to give you that inside scoop because anyone can go on those websites and just plug in information. That doesn't mean that it's true. You know, you always want to make sure. Let's just say you get what you pay for in every sector in this world. You get what you pay for. So I would rather pay a realtor to know um, that all the dots are dot, all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed than to just try to wing it. It's just me personally. So number five. You want to tour homes. This is the part that just, oh my God, it just melts my heart. I always remember like looking at beautiful homes and looking at beautiful apartments and just, it has always been in me since a little girl. Like you couldn't tell me that I couldn't walk in a mansion and just look at the living room, look at the pool, look at the this, look at the that. It's just, I just have loved it. And so to be able to do this as a full, you know, as a job, part-time right now, working towards full-time, but to be able to finally say this is my job, it just puts so much happiness and joy inside my heart. So touring the homes, making a list of all the things that you need and that you want in a new home, including the number of bathrooms, the number of bedrooms, the size and the neighborhood. You can get so caught up in the aesthetics. Oh my gosh, it's a beautiful house. And that realtor will remind you, okay, let's go back to um, what your needs are for a home. You said that you needed four bedrooms. This one has three um, okay, so number six, make an offer. Once you've found the home that you want, the next step is to make an offer. So this is where you'd say, okay, the house is going for three hundred thousand. Um, the comps and everything, you know, they everything checks out. You can put in an offer, and what will happen is that offer will either be accepted, rejected, or countered. All right. Um, so once you found the home that you want, the next step is to make an offer. Once you and your realtor are approving those homes, they're going to get down to the nitty gritty. They're going to ask, do you absolutely love this home? Are you willing to put in an offer? Can you see yourself living here forever or whatever your needs are? Um, some people uh, don't buy their forever home. It's their first home and they know that they're going to buy different homes or maybe invest, etc. But, you know, the point is. You have to put your money where your mouth is. Is this, is this the one? Are we ready? Are we going to put in an offer? So yeah, that's exciting. So that was six. Number seven, negotiate. Many times after the initial offer is presented, the owner will come back with a counteroffer. Let your agent help you make an appropriate counteroffer. Step number eight is an inspection. It's always a good idea to add a contingency clause into your offer stating that you have a certain amount of time to have the property inspected. This gives you the right to back out of the agreement if you and the seller can't agree on the repairs. So number nine, the appraisal. The banker lenders order the appraisal, title search, and the final financing is set. A qualified appraisal creates a report based on a visual inspection using recent sales of similar properties and the current market trends and aspects of the home. For example, the amenities, the floor plan, the square footage to determine that property's appraisal value. So closing, this is where everyone celebrates, especially realtors, because at when you work in corporate America, you're giving them your 80 hours before you get your check, right? So that's half of a month, you get your check. The other half of a month, you get your other check. Life continues. With a realtor, there's no <laughs> income until closing. And, you know, all of that hard work is being put out. And sometimes that sale will never come. Uh, <laughs> I have seen people say, you know, um, you know, I'm just going to rent or, you know, I'll, you know, I'm just, I'll just, I'm just going to back out. And it's like, 
<laughs> everyone doesn't make it to that closing table. So this is truly a, a celebration. So closing is a time to sign the papers and pop some bubbly. Congratulations on your new home. So of course, there's a million steps to the home buying process. Each party has different steps. Realtors have their steps. Lenders have their steps. Notaries have their steps. You know, everyone in the back office, inspectors, appraisals, like there's so many steps involved. This was just from the realtor's point of view. So I wanted to tag team Miss Cassandra so that she can tell you the home buying process from the um, lender's point of view. Thank you so much for agreeing uh, to do this with me and tag team. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Miss Cassandra, go ahead and tell everybody your name, where they can reach you, who you work for. And then from your point of view, what would you say are the steps the home buying process steps from a lender's point of view. Hey, Jamisha, thank you so much for bringing me on. I am honored to be alongside with you to help explain the home buying process from a lender's point of view. Well, Jamisha, like you said, my name is Cassandra Dorsonville with the Dorsonville Group, powered by Nexa Mortgage. So I've been in the business for over 19 years, and um, I'm a branch manager with access to over 100 different lenders, which allows me to shop for the best rates and the loan programs for my clients. So Jamisha, you called out some great tips, um, or steps I should say, from the real estate side. And yes, a lot of what we do goes hand in hand, which is why having a power team that consists of your realtor, Jamisha, your lender, Cassandra, and a title company is so crucial to having a successful closing. By having, um, buying a home is a huge investment. It's always going to be your largest investment that you will ever make. So rightfully, you will have some nerve wracking moments. And let's face it, the mortgage loan process can seem daunting, especially if you're a first time home buyer. But with the right power team by your side, we can help guide you. The mortgage process can be broken down into a number of well-defined steps, okay? So let's dive into it. These steps will allow you to know what's coming up at each stage of the process and then also allow you to be prepared to ask the right questions and make the best decisions. All right, so like you said, Jamisha, knowing what you can afford is the crucial start of your home buying process. You want to make sure that you start this process with the payment in mind that you know you're comfortable paying. This lets you set a realistic expectation when you're ready to begin your mortgage approval process. Lenders will typically approve you at the max purchase price. So this is why it's critical for you to know what your comfort level is for a mortgage payment, because this way you will allow you will be allowed to still enjoy life while being a homeowner. But while we're on this step, let me go a little deeper by talking about what's included in your mortgage payment. Your mortgage payment will consist of your principal, interest, taxes, hazard insurance, and depending on your loan, you will also have mortgage insurance. Now, of course, mortgage interest rates are an important part of the equation since that will determine how much you'll pay towards your principal and your interest. The um, an interest rate change of just one percentage point, for example, could raise or lower your purchasing power by tens of thousands of dollars. So, you know, with the market, obviously, 
for the most part, our lenders are going to be the same, but um, the cost and the fees that's tied to it is where you want to make sure that you have a lender that's um, doing right by you and not overcharging you for interest rates. Now, similarly, <clears throat> real estate property taxes also affect your payment amount. They may Property taxes may be lower in some neighborhoods or cities, um, but that's your property tax and that cannot be negotiated. Um, you also have hazard insurance premium. Um, this may also this will also be part of your monthly payment, and you can shop around for this. This is probably one of the only part of your payment equations that you can shop around for to make sure that you have a lower payment. Because obviously, the lower your premium, um, the lower that it will allow your mortgage payment to be. Now, when you focus on the maximum monthly payment that you're comfortable with instead of the maximum home purchase price, you can be sure that you've made a budget that accounts for all that your um, all of your ongoing expenses or housing costs and not just your mortgage principal and interest payment. OK, so. You'll also need to figure out how much you have in savings, okay? Because this will let you know how much you have available for your down payment and closing costs. Um, but depending on the market, sometimes you can get closing costs paid by the seller. Um, and there's different ways that you can get closing costs paid, but we can talk about that at another time. Okay. So the second step in um, your home buying process is getting pre-approved for a mortgage loan. Once you've estimated a monthly budget you know you can afford, then you might want to start looking at homes within a price range. This is also when you take the first step towards getting a mortgage so that you can receive a pre-approval letter from your loan officer. Your pre-approval letter is going to show how much money a mortgage lender would let you borrow based on your credit, your income, and your savings. And like you mentioned earlier, Jamisha, most agents won't even consider showing you homes until you have a pre-approval letter. And sellers won't even consider accepting your offer unless you have a pre-approval letter um, or proof that you can buy the house um, using cash. And either one of those will definitely need to be accompanying the offer that you, that you plan to present to the seller. Now, both a pre-qualification and a pre-approval letter means that a lender is likely to loan you a certain amount of money, but realtors and sellers prefer a pre-approval letter over a pre-qualification letter. The reason why is that the pre-qualification letter means that the lender did not verify your income and assets. They just took what you told them over the phone, looked at your credit, and if it all checks out, they say, okay, you're pre-qualified to buy a home. This pre-qualification letter only sets all parties up for failure because if the income is not because I say that to say a borrower can say that, oh, yeah, I make $75,000 a year, but that $75,000 a year to that borrower includes overtime and bonus. However, when an underwriter looks at the income, they break it down and they're going to say, okay, this is the base income versus your overtime is calculated separately and your bonuses is going to be calculated separately. So if that lender only takes that 75000 and not break it down properly, 
then you're potentially saying, okay, you're approved for more, but once you get the contract and then you're going through the process, it goes to underwriting, they're going to be like, oh, no, your income is actually 40000 That's all we can use, not seventy five. So that's why it is extremely critical that um, all the documents are reviewed up front so that way it doesn't set anybody up for failure. Now, on the other hand, a pre-approval letter has been vetted against the credit report, bank statements, pay stubs, W-2s, and so on. It's even allowing the loan officer to process the loan through our our, um, automated underwriting system. Every lender, when they're reviewing your loan, they process your loan through an automated underwriting system. Um, And if everything is inputted correctly, then that's uh, pretty much your approval. It's an actual offer from your mortgage company to say, okay, we are willing to lend you money and not just an estimate. All right. So now the the fun step in the third step is the house hunting. So now that you have your pre-approval letter, um, you and your realtor, Jamisha, can begin house hunting to uh, find the perfect home for you. All right. Now that you have your pre-approval letter, your realtor will be able to take you out, show you homes. um, And at that point, you just pick out the house that you want to make an offer on. Your real estate agent will know the ins and the outs of how to structure the offer. So that way it's in your best interest. Um, And then also your offer should include contingencies or conditions that must be satisfied before the deal is actually complete. When you make your offer, you'll also generally submit an earnest money deposit to the title company. The earnest deposit is a deposit made to secure your offer on the house and show the seller you're serious about buying a home. That earnest money deposit can be $1,000 or as much as 5% of the purchase price or higher. It just really depends on what is custom in your area. Uh, One thing to note, too, is that your earnest money deposit will actually be applied towards your overall closing costs, your cash to close. Um, But... With that said, you want to make sure that the earnest money deposit that you're using is actually coming from a sourceable place. Um, And I say that to say, like, you want to make sure the money is not coming from a mattress or your mattress money or a safety deposit box. It actually has to come from um, a, a bank account. And that money has to be sourced. So when the lender asks for bank statements, they're going to want to see that $1,000 that you use for your earnest money deposit came from checking account. And that money has been seasoned for at least 60 days. Because, and I say that because it's important, if the lender is looking at your bank statements and they cannot verify where that $1,000 came from or whatever you put down for your earnest money deposit, if they cannot verify where it came from, it cannot be counted towards your cash to close. So if your cash to close is $10,000 and you put down $1,000 for your earnest money deposit, but the lender cannot verify where that $1,000 came from, well, you are going to have to pay still $10,000 at closing because the lender was not able to account for that $1,000 earnest money deposit. So you definitely want to make sure that your um, deposit is sourceable. Uh, And then also you want to speak to your real estate agent ahead of time about how much of an earnest money deposit will likely be. At least this way, you'll know you'll be ready to wire the funds or give the title company um, certified funds for your um, 
earnest money deposit once you have an accepted offer. So especially in a competitive market, you want to be able to move fast and give that uh, earnest money deposit. Okay. So now that you've found your home, the next thing you want to do is complete a mortgage application. So most of this application process was completed during your pre-approval stage, but a few additional documents may be needed in order to get your file through to underwriting. For example, your lender will need a fully executed purchase agreement, which your realtor will provide to the lender, as well as proof that your earnings money deposit was taken out of your bank account. So like I said, whatever you do, please just make sure that you are using funds that can be sourced. Okay. Um, your lender may also request updated asset documentation, such as pay stubs and banks, bank accounts. Um, typically, you'll think like, well, if I gave this during my pre-approval, why do I need to give it again? Believe it or not, some people take... Once they get a pre-approval letter, I've seen some people find a house within two days. Obviously, you don't need to provide updated documents, but I've seen some where get a pre-approval letter and then six months later, I get an offer. Um, so obviously, at that point, updated documents will need to be obtained. All right. So um, you will receive a loan estimate within three days, which will list your interest, which will identify what your interest rate will be, whether if it's going to be floating or if it's a locked interest rate. Um, that loan estimate will also go over the fees the lender is going to charge you and the terms of your home loan that you're being offered. Um, and that's why especially when you're now that you're under contract, you want to maybe shop around um, to at least three different lenders just to make sure that you're getting the best deal. Um, I've seen some to where, you know, and honestly, I've been shopped before. I gave them a pre-approval letter um, and they shopped around, which is fine. I want you to do that. I want you to do what's best for you. But they come back to me because they know and trust me. They come back to me and say, okay, here's a pre here is a um, loan estimate I got from XYZ lender. Can you look over it and see if this compares to what you have um, or, you know, if anything is better? A lot of times it's going to be neck and neck where um, what our fees and rates are is going to be the same from X, Y, and Z. Um, or I have seen where the same rate that I quoted, they're charging $5,000 more for that interest rate. That's crazy. So that's why it's critical that you at least shop around and give that lender who offered you the pre-approval the benefit of the doubt to see if what they offered you, if they can beat it. Um, and then at the end of the day, you, aside from being with a lender who has your best interest, you also want to be with the lender that you know that you can trust um, because unfortunately, not all loan offices are created equally. Um, there are some that's just out for self and there are some that really has your best interests. Um, and that's exactly who you want to align yourself up with. Okay. So now that you're under contract, your loan estimate is out, it's signed. Um, the next part is, is that once, um, is to order the appraisal, your lender will, um, will arrange to have an appraiser, uh, go out and do an estimate. And this is going to be independent estimate um, to show what the value of the home is that you're buying. Most lenders use a third party company, not directly associated with the lender. They've, um, because of the past history, they just make sure that um, appraisers have no affiliation to the lender. Um, 
obviously, not obviously, but um, lenders are not even allowed to talk to appraisers. It has to be strictly the agent, the realtor. They can talk to the appraiser, but lenders, it is a no-no. Loan officers are not allowed to talk to the appraiser. Um, Now, the appraisal is going to let you know that you are paying a fair price for your home. It'll say that if you're putting an offer for 300, either that home's appraised for at 300, over 300 or under. Um, if it appraises over, obviously you're buying a home with equity. Um, but if it appraises under, then that's where you and your realtor will need to go back to the listing agent and try to renegotiate your purchase price. But in order for your loan to be approved, um, at the contracted price, the home would need to at least appraise for um, the contracted price, um, either at that amount or over. Once the appraisal is ordered and you've signed your initial documents, now the processing and underwriting review begins. Your loan will then be fully submitted um, over to underwriting. And this is mainly just a waiting period for a buyer. But if you're curious to know what happens behind the scenes, here it is, okay? First, your loan officer, um, I'm sorry, your loan processor will prepare your file um, and get it sent over to underwriting. At this time, your title search and your tax transcripts are requested. Uh, the information on your application, such as bank statements, payment histories, they're being verified. Um, And you also want to make sure that you respond to your processor um, quickly to provide the documents that they're requesting, because the quicker you can provide the documents they're requesting, the sooner that they can gather everything back to underwriting. So that way um, they can get that clear to close the magic word that we all like to hear. So any credit issues such as late payments, collections, or judgments um, typically require a written explanation. So you want to make sure that you have that prepared um, so that way the processor can get that over to the underwriter. Um, And once the processor has put everything together in a complete package, all verifications and documentations um, are now sent to the underwriter for them to review. During this time, the underwriter will review all of your information that you provided. It's really their job to nitpick the information you provided, looking for missing items, red flags, anything like they have to do their due diligence. They'll primarily focus on the three C's of mortgage underwriting. And the three C's are capacity, credit, and collateral. So let me kind of talk about that a little bit. Your capacity will um, is your income and your current debt load, showing that will this allow you to make your payments on your proposed mortgage each month? Your credit, does your credit history show that you pay your debts on time? And collateral, this is the value of the property that you're actually buying. They want to see, is it sufficient collateral or for your loan. In other words, did the appraisal show that the purchase price of your home and the home value is aligned? Okay. Now, during the underwriting process, your loan officer um, or processor may come back with questions. um, And again, this is all based off of the underwriter's review. So they just have to come back and do their part based on what the underwriter is asking for. 
Once you provided all the items, like I mentioned earlier, now your file is submitted to the underwriter and we get the clear to close. I think that is one phrase that all parties involved in the transaction is excited to hear. Because what that means is that the underwriter is done nitpicking your file and has given the final stamp of approval and you are free to close. So your final step is the exciting step. You know, the first exciting step was going house shopping. Now your final exciting step is closing day. This is the day that you've made it to the big day. The lender will actually send your closing documents along with instructions um, to the title company, how to prepare them, and the closing attorney um, or title company will get everything together for you. So you want to make sure you prepare yourself for a big stack of papers that will that you'll need to sign the day of closing. This is traditionally done in person, although e-closings are becoming more common um, and can be an option. So don't think that um, signing in person is your only option. Just speak with your lender and your title company and we can definitely work something out. Now, one of the more important documents in this closing is the closing disclosure. Okay, it should look similar to the loan estimate that you received when you originally completed your full loan application. The loan estimate that you receive um, in the beginning part of your phase, like when you went under contract, that loan estimate gave you uh, what your expected cost would be for your cash to close. But the closing disclosure is the final number of what you should expect to receive as your final closing costs. In fact, the two should match pretty closely um, because the laws prevent the loan estimate from being greater than the final closing costs so, or the final closing disclosure. So a lot of times I'll you know, um, provide a loan estimate and the loan estimate has you know, a person bringing $16,000 to closing, but when they get the final closing disclosure, everything, um, they have invoices, the title company fees, taxes, everything is all um, identified and properly laid out, that 16000 now turns into 13000 because at in the beginning, all we can do is estimate. But the final will give you the exact numbers. So if everything is in order, you'll sign your documents, you'll rec- receive your keys, and just like that, you are now a homeowner. So that's my take on the lender's point of view of the home buying process. Um, it was a pleasure to have this opportunity to explain it. Hopefully, I didn't go too deep and make it um, a little over your head, um, but hopefully it was simple enough to understand. So that way, when you're going through the process, you have an idea of what to expect and know the right questions to ask. Um I love transparency. I love education. So if you have any questions, you can always feel free to give me a call. I can be reached at 904-903-1183. Or you can reach out to me on social media. Uh, My social media tag is the Dorsonville Group. Well, that's it for me. And I look forward to hearing from you all. Talk to you soon. But child, Earth is ghetto. I'm trying to make this my last reincarnation here. So namaste, love to say, always a vibe high day. Thanks a million for listening. I hope you have a better than great day.